Hey guys, welcome back to the Crit Hit Wild podcast. I'm your host, Jared. As always, with me is Brad, Fred, and Brandon. How you guys doing? We're doing good, Jared. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm excited to talk about the uh, all the spicy stuff that's uh, been coming down the pipeline uh, this week for MCP. So, uh, yeah, I, we got a lot of news. Yeah, it's exciting. So I, I'm not gonna really hesitate let's just uh news is gonna it's gonna take a minute to kind of go through it so i think i'll actually let brad start this week with his cerebro updates which kind of ties into all the new stuff but go ahead brad yeah i just added a bunch of stuff from the mini extravaganza i didn't get to work on code cool stuff is coming down the road after i get back from vacation and get the year started at school but Yep, so it goes without saying that if you listen to us uh, and you don't use CerebroMCP.com, which uh, if you're watching, this is what I'm going to be. Like, I already have all the characters that we're going to kind of touch on today uh, already pulled up and ready. Um, He is usually, unless he's got something going on in real life that's pulling him away, he's usually pretty quick to get cards uploaded within... uh, I'll give you two hours just to be safe, but usually it's actually faster than that. Um, but uh, he, he's very quick to get all the characters up. So if you're not using it, uh, they get all the new releases uploaded on there very, very quickly. So you should be signed up if you're not. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, uh, if you're not using Cerebro MCP, what are you even doing? Yeah, Michael. Was <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he a symbol, right? Yeah, he has the audacity to post the the, symbol rosters in our Discord. One of the things I'm adding is the thing that will convince Michael to come over. All right, that'll be a that'll be good, good little surprise for him. Shouldn't even tell him. You should just let him find out via the podcast. Unless you've already. Well, yeah, he's no, he's gonna hear this before it's in there. So gotcha. Um. Yeah, let's just uh, let's just kick it straight into news. Uh, probably take up a solid uh, chunk of the podcast until we start talking about Malekith, which this is the Malekith episode, so pretty excited to talk about him there. But uh, going into the news, so Mini Stravaganza had a bunch of really cool MCP stuff uh, that they talked about. One uh, part is just a bunch of new characters. That's a lot of really cool stuff that's coming down the way, so we're going to kind of touch on those here in just a moment, but some other stuff they've been talking about is that there will be a, uh, a probably what the most exciting thing is to me is a new Sentinel, uh, I guess affiliation, right? Not not Sentinel affiliation, but there's Sentinel models coming. There yeah. are, and and they are an affiliation playable in a normal game, and Cassandra Nova is part of their affiliation. But she's not the leader, right? No, I guess she, she wouldn't have leadership. Be, she, well, I didn't know if they could put like a they could print a tactics card or something like that. that there was, is. They did say that the Sentinels are going to come with tactics cards that uh, go with her and the Sentinels, so she might be the leader. Uh, okay, that would fit her first appearance pretty well. Okay, uh, I think that everybody was pretty excited whenever they announced these guys. Uh, they did a really cool. Uh, picture that they posted to kind of tease him a little bit it was you could just kind of see the outline of sentinels at nighttime coming over like a tree line with the red eyes glowing so 
it was very very cool um is that i know that interests brad fred brandon is that something that interests you guys absolutely i'm into it i i I would love to play this faction i want to play three big boys put them on the table and maybe have because it would give me a reason to put cassandra nova on the table too yep so i mean I, I'm I'm into this faction. I, I I want to try them out. I want to well, before I commit. I want to know what they do. But uh, I'm uh, they look awesome. Hot take on board. Uh, what about you, Brandon? Uh, yeah, I think that I, I'm hoping they'll be really fun. Um, I'm also hoping we'll get an ultimate encounter with them. I mean, I think that's almost guaranteed. So uh, I'm pretty. It's definitely a cool little thing. I'm curious to see. I'm. <clears throat> I'm obviously more skeptical than Fred because, you know, that's how we do things around here. Um, but I, I'm very curious on how it's going to work and everything and what that can also what that can bring into the game later, um, which will be kind of I think it, it could be really good for the game. Now, this is this is a little bit where you're very well versed in the X-Men, uh, the X-Men lore, Brad. Are, I know there have been different versions of Sentinels, like based on the picture, like those kind of Sentinels. In the comics, did different Sentinels do, like were they kind of like one size fits all, like you had Master Mold and then you just had like the regular Sentinels, or were there some Sentinels that did other stuff that maybe others didn't? Like were there different designs, I guess is what I'm trying to say? There are different uh, marks. I think, that, I think it's Mark 1, Mark 2, Mark 3, and so on. Uh, of sentinels that vary um they vary in size and abilities uh like one kind um once you use powers on them once they were immune so the big one might be one of those they said in the thing what versions they were the big one in the center of the picture is different than the two on the side Mm mm-hmm but I don't remember what they said now. I should have wrote it down. I'm just curious. Looked it up. If they, if wow. it would make sense for them. Way to, to come prepared. <laughs> uh, I'm curious if they, like, if each one of those Sentinels will be different. Or, you know, if they'll kind of have similar abilities. or. I think the big one will be different than the other two. The other two, I don't know. They might be exactly the same. Okay. They're the same type of Sentinels. So. Well, uh, to con- <coughs> excuse me, to continue kind of trucking along with uh, mutant news, they announced that there will be um, affiliation boxes, kind of similar to what we've seen out of Black Order. So you'll get one for uh, Brotherhood as well as get one for uh, X Men. So uh, pretty good stuff there. If you don't have those models already, you can kind of get them in a bundle and is a good time if you haven't picked up brotherhood yet, because they also announced two new brotherhood characters that are coming, which would be blob and pyro. Uh, I think they showed some of the, uh, modeling that they have designed for them as well as just some like uh, concept art. Uh, let's hear it, Brad. How excited are you? That these two models are going to become an MCP soon. Uh, very, the more mutants we get, the happier I will be. Uh, I don't have a particular, particular love for those two in general but like the brotherhood as an overall group is just so cool like give us more give us more x-men give us more x teams yeah i'm so excited very long overdue yeah well we're still missing 
at least Avalanche as one of those characters that you think of when you think of Brotherhood um, as well. So I wouldn't be surprised if he's not too far behind. Maybe Destiny. Okay. And if they did Avalanche and he was a solo, like like if they did a split box where it was going to be an X-Men character and then maybe Avalanche since he was one of the ones that's missing, who do you think would be an X-Men they could pair with that that were missing from the core team? I mean, it could be anyone, but for some reason, um, Iceman, Iceman popped to mind. Okay. As what about just the first one. Iceman, Nightcrawler, Kitty Pride, Angel, uh, Bishop, Psylocke. There's a lot of like iconic characters that we don't have for X-Men. Okay. Yeah, think of an, uh, think of what a Nightcrawler could do. Like uh, lots of long move and teleports. Yeah, he'd be yeah, really he cool. he might not. He might be move dash. Oh shit! You might be right. <laughs> that would be fun. That would be an interesting place to go. Nah, he'll probably have some sort of movement and wall crawler because he does do that a lot. But oh, yeah, he yeah, could yeah. be movement dash and just have a place effect. I think that would be a fun place to ha- to be if that's where they start putting characters. If they if they start playing around with the basic rules in that manner, I'm all for it. All right. Well, the uh, final stretch of mutant news that we have is that they also announced a new Wolverine and Sabretooth, and I believe it was confirmed that these... It appeared originally as if, well, I think they're coming in like a diorama. It almost looks like because yes, it's, yeah, yes. it's um, you're you're gonna have to lead the way here, Brad, about what facility that is or what you think it that is. It is is the Weapon X facility that was confirmed. Um, they they based this on, I think it was Wolverine number ten. Uh, it's got Wolverine and Sabretooth, and they're outside a bunker. Uh, Dallas made sure to point out that there are claw marks on the door from where Saber, it's from where Wolverine scratched it. They uh, they look like they're dressed in uh, a little bit more uh, winter garb and yeah, casual and more casual wear. Yep, Wolverine's wearing a uh, cowboy hat as he does. Now, does he is this before or after Adamantium? I guess after, right? It's still after. He's like going back and like trying to figure out what happened to him. Okay. So, uh, neat stuff there. I I might have said just a second ago, but uh, they are getting new cards. So, we are going to get a new version of Wolverine. So, I think a lot of people will probably be happy with that. Um, So, then, oh, go ahead. I didn't say anything. Oh, I thought you were going to say something. Um, Yep. So I think that was uh, all the mutant news, so quite a bit there. Uh, and then moving on to even more stuff that they have, uh, before we get into the characters, a lot of uh, Hydra stuff, uh, as well as some S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff, uh, coming our way, I believe, in September, fall. Um, and part of it was a uh, terrain slash, I think it was an ultimate encounter for Red Skull, is that correct? That had the huge tank? Uh, yeah, it was train and an ultimate encounter. Uh, Hydra is invading a town and you are defending it. Oh, I also wanted to, I, I just remember something about the Wolverine and Sabretooth pack. Oh yeah. The, the artwork on the, uh, tactics cards that come with it 
tell a story like a little mini comic book okay and that's that's something they plan to do going forward which i thought was pretty cool anyway yeah uh yeah and so one person will have the hydro tank and be piloting that and they came up with a bunch of new rules for tanks for the game okay cool uh Continuing on with Hydra, we also got the model, uh, which you can find all this, uh, I believe, all their live stream stuff should be going up on YouTube, if most of it's not up by now already. Um, They also showcase the minions for the new uh, Red Skull miniature, so it looks just like three bobs, so it's pretty funny there, I know Brandon's a fan. Three bobs. Three bobs. Uh, They have the more health than any other minion, or any other... They do. So far. They do. Um, so I guess uh, what we'll do, since we're already talking about Hydra, is I'll just kind of pull up some of the new characters that they've uh, showcased. And we don't have their flip side, uh, their injured side yet. So these aren't going to be full character reviews or anything, but we just kind of want to point out some things. Some of them we do have the backs. Oh, do we have the backs? Some of them. When you pull up the card, if it's a good quality, the back's probably there. Let's see. We're still missing on Strucker. We're missing. Uh, I think we do have Furies, uh, the Howling Commandos, yeah, because they were talked about. Yeah. So some of these have already been talked about. We're just going to touch on them briefly because they did come out during uh, Main Stravaganza. Uh, we will be touching on these characters uh, in the coming weeks because... You know, they've been releasing the rules and stuff, but we're just going to give uh, a general consensus of what we think about the model and what we think about the character so far, and we'll do a full review in the future. But I'd like to start off with Arnim Zola, who I am a huge fan of just the way that the character looks. Uh, I think that he just looks goofy, and it reminds me of uh, Krang, and I think it's funny. Um He's but, older than Crane. Crane's based on him. Oh, for real? <laughs> well, yeah. that, that makes me like him even more. Uh, but he is, uh, we're assuming, going to be a member of Hydra. Uh, I think, I mean, it's pretty much confirmed. Uh, I did actually play a game with proxy models uh, recently with all of the Hydra miniatures. Um, and they were fun, but a couple things I want to point out if you're looking at him is... He has a very interesting stat line of 234, and he's 3 threat, which I think is really, really good. But he has the ability to pick uh, physical, energy, or mystic on his range 4 4 dice builder, and then he can also apply conditions, which we'll get in that in a second with wilds. Uh, what do you guys think about a character that can essentially have access to any damage type in the game? I think it's cool. Uh, I-, I think that it's kind of a uh it's a little bit of a gimmick but it is fun and it 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 opens up some uh some versatility there yeah i think it's neat i mean that's really all there is to it it's neat it's probably good it's probably good what would you you got to kind of witness a little bit of it brandon what do you think i mean the least played affiliation in the game uh has an ability that lets them, uh... but that costs the power. This is free. <laughs> it is free. Um, no, I, I think it's fine. They they seem pretty solid. It'll be interesting to see what other models are affiliated with them. I think the three models that they spoiled are all all pretty solid. Red Skulls really good. Um, they got 
two good affiliations kind of right off the bat, which is is what it is, which is always good because they're models that you kind of want to play together. They both kind of play off each other pretty well, so it kind of helps that they are um, that they can do that and already have options. They do have uh, a lot of options. Out. Yeah, when it comes to doing their attacks and stuff, they do have a lot of options. He also has access to rerolls with uh, Hydra Engineering, so essentially the same thing as Shuri. Uh, he can spend up to three, so it will give somebody bleed if uh, they reroll and the roll contains a skull, but again, we'll kind of get into that here in a minute. So, Arnim Zola, pretty cool character. Uh, let's move on to Baron Strucker. Now, one of the things uh, that I'm just going to talk about briefly on him is that he comes with he's a three uh, threat character that comes with an affiliation, uh, which is a Hydra affiliation leadership. And any time that you do damage with an attack, you can transfer a special condition that you have onto the target character, and you lose it. And if you do that, you heal one. That's not something that we've seen before in this game. Uh, we've not seen. Special conditions are something that's you know prevalent throughout the game, but it's not something. It's usually just you know you get a trigger and you put out a special condition. It's not something that you interact with uh, very often, especially not like this. So, just being able to transfer around special conditions to other characters. What do you guys think of uh, something like that coming into the game? I am so glad that they finally have a silver bullet for the defenders. Get that shit out of here. <laughs> Fuck your hex. <laughs> so, so absolutely relevant that it just needed to be teched against. Uh, you played a lot of Alchemist, Fred. Does this remind you uh, kind of like that in Guild Ball? Or wh what does that affiliation like kind of give off to you, as I guess, as a vibe for the game? Uh, well, uh, um for th for this game um i i really like this affili this affiliation uh ability uh, i don't know how it really compares to the alchemists i mean they were it's it's hard to compare the it's like apples and oranges yeah that's fair. uh it's hard to compare guild ball with mcp uh but uh this this faction uh ability i do have some rules questions like uh if you have incinerate and your opponent has incinerate. Can you not do it? Uh, no, they have to have a condition that you do that. Uh, they have. They to... can't have your condition. Yes, they have to have okay. uh, not the condition that you're giving them. Okay. All right. Yeah, it so... specifically says does not have that condition. Yep. Yeah. Uh, okay. He, he, he okay. shortcutted in his reading, so that uh, that's probably where that confusion came. Yeah. Oops. Uh, yeah, that that was my that was my uh, uh, rules question for it, but I I think it's really neat. I'm all about it. It it, it would be, uh, and I also the, the coolest thing on this card is that he's cost three. Three threat leaders are stuff. very good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think he's really good. Uh, one thing to note is that you can't get rid of stagger because you it the leadership requires you to deal damage to the character before you can do the transfer. So stagger is the one condition that you can't uh, spread around. But one last thing I did want to point out is that he also has access to strategic genius, which gives you reroll within two. Uh, 
for attack and defense, uh, which is what Baron Zemo has. And, and Zemo will be in faction. And Zemo is in faction. So when I did play test these guys a little bit, I had both on the table. And it's just the dice consistency goes very through the roof whenever you have just access to rerolls like that. I think I had both of them sitting beside Winter Soldier just going ham. So, Do they each give you one? I don't like think... This- I don't think that there's anything in the rules that say that these do not overlap. Okay. Uh, they, same named abilities don't stack. I'm they, pretty sure. Okay, okay, I'll have to find that up in the rules. But it gives you two different bubbles. Yeah, you can have one on each side of the battlefield. Ooh, I might have misplayed that. I didn't realize that was a thing. Hell no, Josh is going to kill me. <laughs> oh, oh, Josh, Josh is not a happy camper right now yeah he's fuming all right uh we'll finish off hydra and then we'll go over to some of the shield models so we have red skull master of uh hydra he is a five threat character that is also coming with the leadership for hydra uh his is very simple and to the point it's during the power phase allied characters gain one power if they are holding or contesting an objective token so uh just free power all around uh it's always a good thing all characters love it um he does uh i won't bleed out too much he has some very good attacks he has a very good uh health pool at least on his uh healthy side one uh one power i do want to talk about is all-consuming obsession which is a zero cost power that does not cost an action it's just he suffers one damage and he gains two power so a little bit of a play on his Q power, except there's no randomness to it. You know exactly how much damage you're taking, and you know exactly how much power you're getting. So a very good superpower. Uh, in his stat line, he has 4-2-2 for his defenses, but he has the Leviathan armor, which in his power phase, it operates uh, very similarly to visions. So he can pick between two different fields. One field lets him roll three extra defense dice when he defends against energy, and he can't be pushed or advanced by mystic attacks or superpowers. And the other uh, field that he can uh, pick from is he rolls three additional dice when defending against mystic attacks and does not suffer collision damage. So he can either buff himself to be 425 or 452. So pretty good there. Uh, Thing to note is that he can't uh, switch uh, reactive like Vision can. Uh, he also comes with minions, which uh, they are the first, I believe that they're the first minions that operate around secures and instead of extracts. Because I think, yeah, hand ninjas yep. and yep. Uh, the other ones, yeah, they do extracts. These guys are the first ones that can do secures. And they can also interact with secures uh, without paying the interact cost. So pretty good there. What do you guys think about uh, that leadership, just given an extra power? Nothing wrong with it. That's nice. I'm relatively surprised we haven't seen this before. Yeah, it seems so basic, but... Like, it's basic. It's like, very in important a good to way. The game. Yeah, like, it's very yeah. important. Like, I mean, because it's the... Like, it's... I mean, it's, it's the same thing kind of when Dormammu came out. I was like, you know, it's kind of surprising. There's not an affiliation that, you know, gives you extra power, but it's, it's like they've kind of played off of that. Um, I'll, I'll tell you what, not to beat a dead horse, but if uh, Cyclops had this leadership, boy, howdy. <laughs> yeah. Boy, howdy. 
All right. Well, uh, certainly be playing though. You guys have seen the the model. What do you guys think of the? Well, I guess yeah, we can kind of touch on all of them. What do you, what have you guys thought of the models that we've seen so far? I guess specifically Red Skulls, because I think that his model is very very well done. Arnim Zola's big. That's what we've heard. I don't know that I've actually seen the physical model yet myself. Yeah, it's out Brad. There. Do you have a a an anecdote about Red Skull's new model? Do I? That you told me. Yeah, it was. Oh yeah, it... I am gonna share that. I was just waiting for the right moment, but now it seems like a good thing. There's two things really. One, um, some people asked where the cosmic cube was, um, and the answer is in his suit, uh, which is cool. It's powering his suit. The second thing is this is an Atomic Mass Games creation. Like, they came up with this. This is not from the comics. And they actually had to get the idea approved by Marvel. And they loved it. They thought it was really cool. So I did not um, realize any of that. Yeah, this is not from the comics at all. This is totally them. Well, that is really, really I think cool. It looks, I think it looks great knowing that. I think that anecdote makes it look cooler. <laughs> yeah. Well, he is a very cool-looking model. He's got a bunch of lightning and stuff coming off of him. Uh, the last thing I will talk about Red Skull is that he does have a Tactus card. That uh, it's it's neat because both his versions come with a Tactus cards that I mean they're in the same ballpark, but they don't necessarily do the same thing. Uh, this Tactus card is he can pay ten power in the power phase. And then for the rest of the game, he gains a passive effect where he can just take an extra action. So he essentially gets old time stone. Um, he does not, gain stagger. Not on the both versions can take that. No, not both versions can take that. Specifically, only Red Skull Master of Hydra can take it. Uh, and yes, he he gains stagger as well as he gives everyone else within range two of him stagger. So. Uh, Arnim Zola also has a card that lasts the rest of the game that is where true. you like you give one of your other models psychic abilities um, which is really cool I think it's like a it's a one power cost six dice mystic attack is what he grants them but they have to be three threat or less uh, yeah and they take damage yep. like three damage so, uh, some neat stuff coming out of Hydra. Uh, the minions seem neat. A lot of these models look look great. They seem like they'll have some very interesting play on the table. Uh, let's kick it over to Shield briefly. And we got the full cards for these, uh, so you can review both their healthy and injured side. Uh, we'll just briefly talk about Nick Fury and the Howling Commandos. Uh, I mean, they seem neat. They have uh, prototype weapons. Uh, it's just a flat one power builder. They have dominoes, uh, grenade. It's essentially grenades. One power after the attack is resolved, you give them incinerate. Which is dominoes range three or is hers range four? Uh, hers is range four. Ignores line of sight and cover and has the explosive key rule. So hers is a lot better. Okay, so we're missing range and three three uh, bullet points of text. But you're pretty much doing it just to give the incinerate. But yeah. uh, they they have an okay spender. Uh, it's just you get a wild, and you can make a prototype weapons attack. It's just six dice. Uh, but the neat thing I think that price sticks out the most is that they have got your back, which is similar to uh, well, it's exactly the same as Bucky, where as soon as an ally character's days are KO'd, they can immediately shoot. Uh, 
uh, with their with their basic attack. And then they also have a two power cost uh, teleport, which is pick another allied character within two of this character, place this character within one, or you place the chosen character within one of them. So you can either blip yourself forward or you can blip other characters uh, back or out of the way or whatever. So, Jared, uh, I have to disagree with you. What's that? That's not the thing that stands out most for this character. The thing that stands out most for this character is the tactics card where you don't have to deploy them and you can put them in during the game. If I'm I'm gonna be just one hundred percent straight up with you right now, live in front of everybody. I didn't know that card existed. Didn't you didn't? Either. I did not. So this is exciting. Why don't you go over that for me? Because oh. I had no idea. <laughs> it, it is called um uh, what is it called? Infiltration. Wow. Infiltration is what it's called. Um if they're in your squad and this card is in your squad you do not deploy them at the beginning of the game. They still gain power during the power phase. Oh wow! Uh, if they an allied character can play the card, it's reactive, and then they place a flare token within three of the character that played the card, and then during the next cleanup phase, you place them into within one of the flare token. Ooh. Oh wow! Oh god! Within the cleanup phase, yeah, that's awesome. Isn't that really cool? And they yes. don't—they don't take an activation up while they're like off the no. table, right? No. Oh they just wow! Power. Oh wow! Okay, so I was gonna say, so my take on him was gonna be that he was a little bit underwhelming. Uh, I take it back. Holy shit. <laughs> That's awesome. Isn't that cool? That's just so yeah. crazy how, like, like I think that these, like, I've reviewed the whole card. And, again, we're not going to bleed it out. I, I've reviewed the whole card. You know, I think that they're they're neat. Uh, I think that they're, you know, I, I probably will try them out in Shield because I like to play Shield. But it is insane how a single tactics card can really just spice up, like, yeah. how much you want to play a character. That's That's crazy. It changes the play style entirely. Absolutely. Like, yeah. That I, I want to play this now. <laughs> what do you think, Brandon? What do you, what do you think about Nick Fury and the Howling Commandos? Uh, big fan of Timothy Dum Dum Dugan. <laughs> <laughs> I think that wasn't getting enough uh, credit here. Fair enough. Uh, I think. I mean, I, yeah, I think they do everything. I mean, they're they're a solid three threat model. Um, having stealth. Uh, the flare, I mean, the the flare is really really cool. Um, it, it's kind of making sense that uh, Wakandan herbs is gone. Uh, oh yeah, shield shield's really yeah. done a number to yeah. Wakandan herbs. So. Yeah, like just like if you had had this in shield and you know the car, uh, I mean at that point it's just whatever. I mean it's just dumb. Uh, Do you guys know who plays Dum Dum Dugan in the MCU? Uh, was it the? I'm trying to think of another movie that he was in. It's the guy with the, like the thick mustache, right? I mean, he has a thick mustache as Dum Dum Dugan, but yeah, I know the it actor. is it is famous character actor uh, Neil McDonough. Yep. Oh, there it is. There it is. Yeah, with his piercing blue eyes. <laughs> All right. Well. Uh... Let's move on to Steve Rogers, which is another character uh, that we got that has been confirmed for S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, 
he has similar stuff to your standard uh, Captain America. He has like the same defense line. Uh, he's the same threat value, but he's missing his bodyguard. He has an out of activation advance uh, superpower, or not out of activation. Well, yeah, I guess an out of action uh, advance superpower. Um, it seems to me like they they really made this one a little bit more of a brawler, because he has a lot of throws. He has a flurry on his uh, standard builder, and he has a superpower that lets him reroll any number of attack dice, which is a very strong ability. Um, it's it's funny you should say that because I'm pretty sure Dallas said the pitch for this is what if Captain America just punched you in the face? I mean, I can <laughs> see it. <laughs> I can see it. Uh, yeah, I, I like the out of activation, or I keep saying out of activation, but the superpower that lets him do a free advanced medium. Uh, it specifically is only if he's not holding an objective token, so I think we're starting to see them uh, do a little bit more with that to try to keep people from breaking, <laughs> uh, breaking objectives. But uh, yes. yeah, I mean, he definitely slaps hard. I mean, he, he has flurry. And he can reroll any number. I don't know what... He has Wild Shield as his flurry trigger. I don't know what the being able to reroll any number helps you increase that to. And I've got that turned off on Cerebro because it's broken if you try to do it for more than like five dice. Uh, yeah, so... But he... I mean, he seems okay. Uh, nothing stuck out to me too much, like I said, outside of the, the advanced medium. Uh, and he also has his you know, vibrating shield, so he gets his two dice for uh, defense against the attack. What do you guys think of him? I mean, I think that the the, the model is... I like the old school, uh, you know, style that they've gone with. So, what do you guys think of this version of Captain America? Do you prefer the offensive, or do you like the standard? I guess, not count... We'll just discount the leadership for right now, but just... Do you prefer a more defensive Captain America, or do you like this kind of maybe more brawlier style Captain America? Uh, I prefer this style. Uh, I, I like everything that's on his card, and I like what he does more than I like the other Captain's America. Uh, but, I mean, th the biggest thing on the other Captain's America are the uh, affiliation bonuses. Yep. And, and I mean, uh, I, I like all of this. It just doesn't... It doesn't tickle me very much it's there's good stuff here i'm just not blown away what do you think brad um I, i'm not going to be playing either captain america really so i haven't given it much thought i think it's it'll be very interesting if he is not an avenger and the other captain america is not in shield right nope so you'll see them played in different affiliations and i think that is good for the game okay what well, do you like him Brandon? they aren't oh, they aren't head-to-head -head competing i think he is the worst captain america uh hot uh, no i mean i don't think that's very hot that seems kind of ice cold to me i think if you just read them you can figure that out <laughs> anyway <laughs> uh, i think that he he could have some cool things on his backside that differ from his front side uh, the main thing for me about this card is this feels like the first card and character they've designed that feels like it's based off of the MCU. 
that everything about that is what I like when this card was spoiled and I was looking over it. That was the first like thought I had. I, I do. I kind of like what Brad was saying that you won't really. You probably. I mean, if he's not an Avenger, you can see him a lot in Shield, um, and not necessarily in the Avenger, which would be kind of cool. Uh, but yeah, it just feels like this character was designed a lot after the MCU. Um, yeah, I think that's kind of. I think that's a nifty little thing they've done. I do wish that he retained his shield throw. I think that's like an iconic thing that I'm missing yeah. off this card. Yeah, uh, but who knows what the tactics cards can bring? Because oh, mean, absolutely, yeah. I didn't know that about Nick Fury Senior that he would have an awesome tactics card. Who knows what this guy's gonna get? Well, uh, so pretty cool stuff coming out of Mini Stravaganza. Lots of exciting mutant releases. Uh, you have, uh, kind of going back to the roots a little bit, you have a very classic, uh, with, with S.H.I.E.L.D. and HYDRA, very classic good guys versus bad guys uh, setup kind of coming. So a lot of really neat stuff, a lot of really cool models, uh, a lot of models that do some very new and interesting things. But the one that we're most excited to talk about, and that is the main piece of to our episode today is Malekith the Accursed. He, uh, I mean, before I get into the model and the rules, well, before I get into the rules, I want to talk about the model. And, I mean, probably best model, mo most gorgeous model in the game. That's kind of where I'm sitting. What do you guys think? I would agree. Yeah, it's big and beautiful. I definitely showed it off for like 10 minutes on one episode you weren't a part of. So <laughs> I just sat there and spun it around on the website for like five minutes. So you're a little bit, I don't think. Oh, good. No, you're fine. I was just gonna say, uh, you're a little bit picky and choosy with what you buy. Sometimes Brad, is this something that you're going to be picking up? Nope. No, still gotta stay away from, him, huh? Nope. Not picking them up. All right. Uh... He is uh, a gorgeous piece. It seems a little bit more... It's a little intimidating to paint. And that's the vibes that I'm getting from him. But well, that's... Simple way to solve that. <laughs> yeah, just don't paint him. Just don't paint him. Yeah. Well, let's get into Malekith the Accursed, uh, a.k.a. Malekith. He is a 4-4-4 stat line character coming in at 10 health, Eight on his injured side, uh, seven threat, size four, and a medium mover. He has flight and immunity to hex and stun. So I think the best way to do this, because he has just an insane amount of stuff. We're going to start off with the stat block first. Uh, 444 is similar to Dormammu. 10 health is similar to, Dor to Dormammu. However, eight on his flip side is less. He's coming in at one threat less. Size 4 medium move and then flight with immunity hex stun. What do you guys think? Uh, and he does have a little bit that will tie into his stat line that makes this a little bit better. But what do you guys at first glance for a how they've balanced this out for a 7 threat character? What do you guys think? I think it's... Uh, I, I mean, I, is there another 7 threat character in the game? No. Like innately? Not no, not innately. He's the first one. Okay, I mean, I think I I, I like the four four four. Uh, he's 
he's big, and with 10 health, he's going to draw a lot of attention. And uh, he has defensive tech, but, I mean, just naked stats, I'm worried that he's going to be... Uh, he's going to be a big target. Okay, what do you think, Brad? Uh, I think if they went pushed it past four four four, he'd probably be too good. So stat wise, I think uh, he's I probably agree. sitting pretty comfortable. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> All right, and then you got to play him a little bit, Brandon. What do you think? I would have liked a five in there somewhere. Maybe a five would be okay. Yeah, just one. Um. Dormammu has one, so I think that would have been. That's why he's okay. eight points. Eight points is a lot. Seven points is a lot too. So it's not the it's the, not good. The one thing, which I mean, it's it's f- fine. I would will say that I played out of uh, Brandon's also played a lot of Dormammu. I've played a lot of Dormammu, and one thing that I really liked that they did, which it did make sense thematically, is that you know he's four four four. He's an 8-threat character, and 10 health is awesome, but it only gets you so far. And I really loved that he could not be incinerated. Just for the sheer fact that you're investing so much into that character that the fact that the enemy can't reduce your defenses to really pile on the damage to him just felt really good. And I feel like uh, with Malekith... If he gets incinerated and he goes down to a three-three-three, I just I think that that feels pretty bad. But maybe that's just me. Uh, I think uh, a big thing that'll help with him is that they cannot modify their attack dice when targeting him. So I think that becomes pretty relevant for him. I, instead of giving them a five, they gave him. Tech, tech, uh, yeah, which seems, yeah. which is okay. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I, I don't mind the, uh, oh, I don't mind the, uh, da da, the four four four. Uh, I think the ten is very adequate. Um, the seven is the awkward thing. The seven threat um, it for does, me, yeah. Well, it I mean, you can do a three. Awkward. You can do a three. Like a lot of things start at ten point core, right? So you can just pepper in a three, and then you're at your ten point core. So it's not the we'll worst go, thing ever. Yeah, we'll go over the awkwardness uh, later on that seven. Um, All right, well let's uh, let's cover. So let's take it in blocks. Let's move over to his attack suite now, and just kind of cover what he's looking at as far as attacks go. So his uh, first attack, which is a standard builder attack, power equal to damage dealt. It's an energy range to seven dice that has wild pierce. So very, very good. Uh, energy attacks are probably the best type of attack in the game now, I think. Uh, seven dice is amazing, and then a wild pierce is just amazing. And then getting power equal to damage dealt on this attack is going to be really, really good. He has a blood boil mystic attack, which is a beam four five dice attack, uh, free cost. After each attack is resolved, he gains a flat power, so he both has a traditional builder as well as just a flat gainer attack. And it has wild poison, so every time the attack is resolved, target character gains poison. Finally, he has the Butcher of Thor's physical attack, which is range 3. 10 dice, 4 power cost. After this attack is resolved, 
place uh, Malekith within range 1 of the target character. And it has a wild dark curse. So after the attack is resolved for each wild in the attack roll, the defending character gains a special condition from bleed, shock, slow, or stun. So uh, we'll start with you this time, Brad. What do you think about his three attack suites having one of every type in the game, as well as having access to a range three, a beam four, and a range two? I think he's probably going to do the beam more than he's going to do the energy attack because of ranges. It's just harder to get range two attacks off. I think they're pretty good attacks. Um, real good attacks. So uh, that's kind of what you want to see on a seven point model is they have to be good. Like they have to be as good as a four and a three put together. Absolutely. Yeah. I think he pretty much accomplishes that. I really also love that he has a traditional builder as well as a gainer. So you can do kind of what you need in a pinch. What do you think? The gainer's a beam. So he gets that one multiple times potentially. Yep. What do you think, Fred? Uh, I I love it. I love these attacks. These attacks are great. Uh, My favorite one is that Spender. uh, And he's on a big old base. Uh, You can place him within range one of the target. So that could be on the other side of the target. Yep. Which means that you're basically across the board from where you started. Yep. Range three I, 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 and a one one range one place on a large base is just it's insane mobility. That's crazy. Uh, I mean, he that's that's so awesome. And then who knows what you're in range to beam or hit with your builder after that? I mean, that's that's incredible. I, I'm all about that. Yeah, I think he's going to be getting off several of those just with how his power economy works. I think he'll probably be getting off a lot of those uh, in a game yeah. too. So, well, what do you think, Brandon? Um, first of all, I would like to comment uh, on Brad saying range two might be difficult um, with him. I don't think that's ever going to be the case. He has a large base that moves medium and has a charge. Um, that it oh, the charge does help. <laughs> uh, that he always will have power for um, because he gains two power in the power phase. The seven, a seven dice pierce is insane. Uh, a beam four with poison is also extremely good. Uh, Butcher of Thor's is the only double digit base attack that we have in the game. Yeah, it's power uh, 10. It's got a weight of 10. What is Electra's? A weight. Yeah, nine, weight. Right? <laughs> is Electra's 9 or 8? It's 8, yeah. yeah. I guess I have to go back here. All right. Um, the game, I played one game with Malekith. We played three turns? Or did we get to a fourth turn? I think it was three. Three turns. I butcher Thor's twice, uh, both turns two and three. Yep. Um, you're gonna have the power. Um, being able to charge into Blade of Midnight and then butcher the Thor's is so good. Yeah. Like we have models that murder things. I do not think we have models that murder things like Malakith is gonna murder things. Having a seven dice pierce and a throw. And in advance. Yep. <laughs> like, it's it's just, it's just, wow. Because, like, you can, 
move ferocity on turn one. Now you have a seven dice with Pierce and a throw. So now if you do daze that character, now you can remove a damage, gain a power, and then advance short with his affiliation. Well, we'll get there in a second. Uh, you mentioned ferocity. Let me uh, skip over the uh, leadership. We'll kind of cover that last. And let me go into it so you guys know what Brandon's talking about. Uh, he does come with three superpowers, one being ferocity, which what Brandon was talking about, which is a two-power cost uh, active superpower, which is an action, and it is a charge. So he immediately makes a move action. So keep in mind, this is a large base moving medium. Uh, followed by a Blade of Midnight attack action, so that's his energy uh, range 2-7 dice. If the attack deals damage after it's resolved, you can throw the target character short. There is no size restriction on it, and he can only use that once per turn. Uh, I mean, we'll get just into how good that is here in a moment. Uh, he has a reactive Cloak of Shadows. After this attack, after this character rolls attack, defense, or dodge dice, but before resolving the critical step, it may spend any amount of power to use a superpower, and for each one spent, choose a skull to treat as a crit for the remainder of the attack. Uh, so he has reality gem or uh, dominoes effect on on it's a dominoes effect. Yeah. So got that. On a, does it work exactly like dominoes? I'm double checking that right now. So, I mean, it's just turn skulls into crits is awesome. And yes, it is the same wording. So you can you can preload if you roll into more skulls, correct? Yes, you can pay more than what you have skulls out, and any extra skulls you roll will be crits up to the amount you paid. Yep, so, I mean, that's it's nuts. And, you know, he rolls in power from what I've experienced, Uh He's just always going to have a ton of power to be able to do this all the time. It's just really good. And then finally, he has a passive Conqueror of the Ten Realms. During the power phase, he gains an additional power. So he always has two power, which means Ferocity is always online. And then additionally, characters cannot modify their attack dice when targeting this character with attacks. So you can't modify against him, and he can turn his skulls into crits when he's defending and dodging. So uh, let's start with you this time well we'll start with you uh brandon because you know you're kind of already touching on ferocity so why don't you go over what you think about his superpower uh suite there um so when we played our game we definitely played cloak of shadows as if you couldn't preload um he always has power like he always has a lot of power it's everything he like this is not a character you're ever really going to worry about not having power um like, he's always going to have enough. The no size restriction on Ferocity is absolutely insane. Um, I mean, everything about this model is just amazing. Um, oh, sorry about that. Not, it's, it's just like, you can, every line you go down, you're like, oh, that's amazing. You're like, oh, that's, that can't be, it can't get better. And it's like, I'm oh, just kidding. He has the arguably the best charge in the game, and then it's like, oh, I can't get better than that. And it's like, and he can count all his skulls as crits. And they're like, hey, I can't get better than that. And it's like, hey, he's going to get enough power every turn to do that charge. And then he has defensive tech because you can't modify your dice against it. And then it's like, and he's immune to hex and stun. 
So it's it's just like every line you get to is just like it just gets better and better every yep. time. Um, yeah, I, like the only thing about Ferocity is fun because like in our game I wanted to Ferocity into Butcher of Thor's. I think it was on turn three after I'd already done it, turn one and two. Uh, it's just like oh yeah, it'd be really nice to just be able to, you know, Ferocity into Butcher of Thor's, and it's like no, that's disgusting. Yeah, and I really like. Um, what they're doing this is something i wanted to touch on and kind of i've I, I have a lot of fond things to say about this this fine gentleman on a flying tiger um i love that they're doing the same thing on i didn't want to mention it during armin i kind of wanted to wait for this i really love that they are doing a wild that you something happens for each wild you roll um versus just like because like on dark curse it's like if you roll four wilds now you can give that character bleed shock slow and stun um don't forget about my man hawkeye he's been doing that since the good old days yeah, yeah but that's it's but it's a, it's not something yeah i apologize but it's <laughs> again it's not something we have we don't have common. a it's not common yeah yeah it's something that i think I, there's one other model that does it and i can't think of who it is I think it's a sap power, if I'm not mistaken, or something. Sap power just works that way. Yeah, it's yeah, it's not that. I'm trying to think. I thought there was another model that did something I think like there that. Is. It, it it's not like it's obviously not a like heavily play model, but there's I, I I believe there's another model. I'll figure it out eventually. It'll hit me in the middle of the night, and I'll bring it up first thing or next podcast. Um, but I really like that they're doing that. Um, everything about this character is just absolutely insane like i mean you do have the like the eight health on the back side is probably scary but he's also size four which is extremely relevant this in like this day and age in the game where with after the errata they added a lot of size restrictions on a lot of characters not a lot of pushes movements throws that can do size four um being size four himself and being able to throw size four uh, the only other character um, in his like eight, you know, six, seven, eight range that can do that, I believe, is Hulk. Because uh, Dormammu can't. I think Thanos can push like any size and like move any size, but uh, you don't have someone who can throw those size four characters. There's not a lot of characters that can throw size four characters. So him being size four is extremely relevant. Uh, going forward so i'll let someone else talk for a moment we can finish uh rounding out the superpowers what do you what do you think fred uh i think that most of what i was going to bring up has been covered uh there is one thing that i find kind of interesting is that this character has one of each type of attack and one of each type of superpower superpower. i guess he has two passives but but i think that's interesting he's got an affiliation He's got an active superpower, a reactive, and two. So his card has every symbol on it. His card has uh, so much stuff on the text on the regular rules. They had to put the flight and immunity hex stun underneath the underneath the portrait. So under the portrait, they ran out of, they ran out of room. Uh, yeah, he has one of every t- attack type, and he has one of every single blip of text that you could have. So yeah, I uh, think he's. I think this is cool to tell. What do you think about the superpowers, Brad? Well, as someone who plays Domino in two of the 
things I've played the most. Um, Cloak of Shadows is really good. Yep. Really good. Yep. And they just threw that on there. Like, yeah, here you go. I mean, I've seen Domino kill things that she should not have. Yeah, and she rolls yeah. four dice. Yeah, well, she also survives a lot more than she should. Yes, That's that, that is the one thing. gives me a lot of hope yeah. for Malika. She does she have also, rapid fire, but... She also um, has the thing where they can't explode crits. So that helps on both ends of that that he doesn't have, but... Not modifying is also good when you're defending. So, well, the last thing uh, that we'll talk about to round out his card because he does not have, other than uh, his health pool does decrease uh, by two when he's injured. Uh, the last thing uh, that we will cover is that he does bring the Dark Council uh, Cabal leadership uh, to the game. So the leadership states. When this character or an allied character dazes or KOs an enemy character, choose another non-dazed allied character. After the effect is resolved, the chosen character may remove one damage, may gain one power, and may advance short. A character can be affected by this leadership ability only once per round. So, uh, similar to Sam Wilson uh in some aspects uh and we know how highly regarded sam wilson is he's a heavy heavily played uh member of avengers uh played at the very highest level of tts's in a lot of games a lot of people were bringing him he's a very very good piece it's a very very strong leadership um so instead of you know one of your characters getting days or ko'd and you picking one of yours to move you have to daze or KO an enemy character, and then you get to choose one of yours to move. Uh, and you don't shake a condition. Uh, you gain a power instead. You, the heal of the one damage in advance short is still the same. Uh, I like this one a little bit better than Sam's. It does come with a heavier price tag, but Sam's, you have to kind of wait uh, for the enemy to daze or KO your character. So you had agency in what you did with like your movement and your heal and your, you know, your condition shake and stuff. Um, you had agency with that, but you didn't really have necessarily agency on when it happened. This, you have full agency over everything. You have, you know, agency on like when you want to daze your KO character, you can try to go do that. So you pick... You know, when you want a Days or KO to get your leadership, you get to pick what you do with your leadership's character, and I love that. I love how much agency that this this grants you over what you're doing. Uh, but let's start with you this time, Fred. What do you think about this leadership that he's bringing to Cabal? It's I love it. I love it. I think it's my favorite one in Cabal by like a long shot. I mean, uh, I think that was pretty easy to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I think it's really useful and i i couldn't i think you summed it up great i couldn't have said it better myself that uh, it it it's sam wilson except you get to control everything about it so it's really i love it <laughs> I, I and and it'll come up later but this was uh my my roster that i kind of brought with him is based on his affiliations technically cabal awesome but, uh what do you think? What do you think, Brad? Uh, well, it certainly can't hurt the faction with the lowest win rate in Longshanks. So yeah. this can only help them. That will 100% change. 
the the thing about the affiliation the most is that it is in cabal so like you are locked in to cabal and the thing is i don't really know so like usually when you take um like sam wilson for example you could either play like full sam wilson which a lot of people did and you could get a lot of tech pieces in your roster because sam was three uh or you know you could double down and you could play sam and you could play uh like cap that, that was also uh regular cap steve rogers uh or you know if you wanted tech you could also have hulkbuster so you could play in affiliation and you know rely on your other leaderships within affiliation um i don't know that you do that <laughs> uh with malika too much like you take them and you'll clearly take uh cabal characters because they do have a very wide roster to take I don't know that you pair him up with Red Skull or Sin, really. So I think you're probably you're probably only going to be playing uh, Malekith as far as like Cabal goes. I do think that he probably needs you know a pair affiliation to go with him, but unfortunately you're probably not going to get that in faction. So, but uh, I can think. Uh, what what do you think, Brandon? Do you do you like this leadership? Uh yeah. Yeah, dude. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I don't. Uh, I'm trying to, you know, I got yelled at because I ramble a lot earlier, so I'm trying to not do that as much. No, this affiliation's amazing. Uh, they're gonna kill stuff. Uh, they're they're gonna kill a lot of stuff. There's a lot of killing models in Cabal. The biggest issue with Cabal is Sin sucks and Red Skull sucks. Like having to. Forcefully play Red Skull all the time is not good. Um, the one thing about this is, with a lot of these threat levels, these when you have a six, six, seven, eight threat leader, you really want another affiliation when that leader can't shine um, in those lower point games, um, which is something me and Jared have talked about, but. You can play Malekith at 14 and 15, and it's it's scary. He, um, he can... When you get to that small of a threat value, if you go with, like, a big character... I, get, I mean, it depends on the crises, because you, you don't want to, you know, be outscored and stuff. So if it's super, super wide, I mean, at 14, it might be one time that like you know you maybe can't bring malekith but if it's anything where it's a little bit more condensed or if you can lock in like even if your opponent goes for a wide extract and you can manage to lock in a more narrow secure i mean this guy at low threat is going to be such a pain to deal with that uh you you could to brand's point you could make it work i think so yeah, I think there's a lot. Um, and something that, like, a lot of, like, you kind of have to realize, too, with the Dark Council, like, exactly what you guys are saying, like, where you're in control of it, uh, that's super, super relevant in the aspect of, like, you can be off of a point. Like, you can kind of situate yourself around it. So, like, if a model only has, like, one or two health left, I mean, you're also, you're obviously playing a gamble. But, like, if you're going to go in for an attack and it's your last action and you can daze them, now all of a sudden you can move a character small, you can get that character on a point that they may not have been on before that attack happened. 
So you can kind of play around with the where exactly what you guys have been saying, where you can control it, where you can then, you know, you can help your character stay alive longer, get more power to where they're in a situation for next turn leading up. And now you just put them on a point to get more points um, and dazing a character. Like there, I think there's going to be a lot of that going on. I, I think they're going to be playing um, with this affiliation. You're going to be playing obviously to your strengths, but um, when we get to a different portion, I'll go over some other stuff um, that I think uh, they're really going to shine at as far as uh, roster construction, uh, scenario play, and stuff of that nature. Well, we can kind of, um, I mean, we've, we've covered everything bit by bit. We've kind of given our thoughts at each section. So I guess we'll kind of go through and we can give just like one last uh, general summary of what we think before we get into... Uh, you know, roster, and we get into character reviews. So, uh, let's start with you this this time, Brad. What so? What do you think? Just as kind of like last thoughts on Malekith. Do you think that you'll be playing him? Like overall, do you think that he's really going to shake up the game? What What are your kind of last oh, thoughts there? I think he'll shake up the game, but I'm not going to be playing him. I guess I'll have fun playing against him. Hopefully, I win. All right, he seems good. It's going to be tough. Gonna buy him probably isn't going to play him. Yeah. Well, what about you, Fred? What What do you think? Uh, just general last thoughts on Malekith. Uh, I I love all of this. I love his play style. I love him. I love everything. Uh, I, I will be buying him, and I will be playing a Cabal list with him in it. All right. Well, what do you think, Brandon? I mean, clearly we we kind of already know what you think. But uh, what, what do you think? I am a buy. I'm going to play him. Yep. Uh, yeah. I mean, I look at him I'm already. I've only already built like seven different seven roster, yeah. Uh, I mean, I can tell from here that you're six to midnight the whole time we've been talking about Malika. So. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, for seven threat, I mean, I think that he's just a uh, great value. Again, if somebody has played like a lot of Dormammu, I think this guy feels much better in terms of what you can get done on the table. And that's that's what you want out of you know your high threat set pieces like you bought this big beefy boy you know you want to put him on the table you want him to look cool you want him to look imposing uh and you want him to do the work that you're kind of paying for and i mean he just this he, card he is a lot of what dormammu every i think a lot of people really wanted dormammu to be yeah like he just every single bit of text on his card i'm just like yeah that's awesome like this guy literally i don't know how like there's i i don't have a single complaint and i don't know how they could have like made him any better like he's just he's an awesome piece everything about him is just great and i, I mean it's just yeah well done amg so uh we'll we'll kind of i guess go on to our grading now and uh, then we'll kind of get into roster talk a little bit, see what these uh, guys have brought today. So, uh, yeah, I think I'm talking, so I'll just go ahead and do it. I think he's an S. I, 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 I think he is good enough to put up there. I think that he's going to do – I mean, I think that he single-handedly is just going to absolutely shake up the win rate for Cabal. And I think that he just brings so much to the table. And yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna put him in S. Uh, let's just switch to you, Brad. What do you think? 
A plus. A plus. Fred? Uh, I, I'm I'm with you. I want to give him an S. I'm excited as hell. Uh, there is one other thing. I I don't mean to to do the, actually come uh, talk to me after Brandon gets his score. Okay. All right. That's me. All right, Brandon. Um, I cannot. I did actually think I may come in with the highest score on this character. However, I did impose the rule that you cannot give pluses or minuses above A. So I cannot give him a score higher than everyone else. I also believe he's an S-tier character. All right. All right, Fred, let's double back. What you got? Uh, we know two of his tactics cards. Uh, correct. Uh, yeah, and... so let's uh, let's take a look at those really quick. Um, and I, I was, I've been waiting for you to talk about this. I apologize. And I, I, and I, well, I forgot about him too, or I would have brought him up. Okay. I got, you know, fairy la la land. All right. So we got uh, three S's, three S ranks, followed by an A plus rank. So I mean, this guy we think is going to be awesome. So let's, uh, let's start with Black Bifrost because the other one excites me way more uh, than this. So. It's still a good card. So the Black Bifrost, it's Cabal. It's reactive. During the power phase, Malekith uh, the Accursed may spend three power to play this card. Place a Black Bifrost token within range one of Malekith. Then place another Black Bif Bifrost token within five of Malekith. Once per turn, during the character's activation, while within one of a Black Bifrost token, you can suffer one damage to be placed within one of another Black Bifrost token. So, I mean, it's portals, except uh, you take a damage to go through it instead and of... Pentagrams. Or pentagrams, yeah. Everybody always called it portals. Uh, yeah, pentagrams. So it's uh, essentially the defender's thing, except you take damage. Uh, yeah, I mean... Eh, what do you guys think? I, it's neat. It's neat. The thing that probably stands out the most is that it's a range... I mean, it's further than range 5 because you're within one of one and then it's 5 away and then you're one of another. Uh, you can probably do some goofy things with, like, extracts, maybe? Well, he can also... Like, where he's on that large base, if he's the one, he's probably going to be the first one to go through it. And uh, there's just a lot uh things that he could do uh i mean he can get anywhere in the board right he just goes through it and then well, he can go back. Yeah, yeah and he can go back so like being able to god just i just and it's kind of odd because they he doesn't need the movement share against um I, this, I, I this is clearly I for crossbones clearly yeah. this will uh I need everybody to know how well i bit my tongue on a specific character we talked about earlier who also has a small movement uh, I Are you talking about I, Arnim Zola? Yeah, I held myself. For he's, on he's on a medium base. He's on a bigger base. He's on a he's bigger on a, base. A, that is that is beneficial for him. That's the key. That's small. That is that is what matters. Uh, so that's why it's that's why it's not as relevant yeah. because he's on that medium base. Anyway, uh, I would have liked this to just be a straight up Cabal character card. Um, just I just like him being a have. I mean, like I said, he's gonna have the power. Uh, he's probably going to have the power on turn two to play it. Um, if you want to, um, if you if this is something that tickles your fancy, 
there's not really any shenanigans I think left that you could really do um, with Crisis. Uh, I mean, no. I, I mean, I mean, you can get from you can set it up to where you can get to both clouds and like Terrigen clouds. Uh, so they start I mean, moving. Yeah, well, yeah. It's in the, I, I, but he's not gonna have trouble getting to those anyway. So it's not. It, it's it is kind of. I, I think it's fine. I just it's just an odd thing to be on him where he already has so much movement with his affiliation. I tell you, what, with his character and everything, it's just kind of weird. What I like about this is like if you play Modok, who like Modok is Killy. Uh, maybe in high threat games, you you do play a little bit of Modok. I like being able to put because Modok just wants to turret right. So if you are playing like uh, Malekith Modok. Modok has the health pool to go through it, and you're not really worried about it. So being able to put this down and then uh, go with Modok, teleport him, and then just start like blasting things, uh, that does excite me. Cause maybe maybe use it as bait. Oh, maybe. You put one near Malekith, you put the other one at a place where your opponent is going to want to use it, and then when they teleport through and take a damage, Malkath just finishes them off. I don't know that anybody is going to be like, let me take, let me willingly take my character and put them within range to Malakath before he acts. But it, but it, but that's the thing is like, I'm not sure you can get anywhere really on the board that you're not in range of Malakath. You can't, but I mean, I don't know. Then he just stabs you for free without even having the ferocity. I don't know. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, you can kind of set it up, and the thing is, it does allow. Um, it gives you kind of play on if if it becomes a thing. Um, that what? I'm sorry. I feel like I'm typing something in wrong. Um, if it becomes a situation where you know the game plan becomes you know run around, run away from him. Uh, that seems like it's just one of those cards where it's like if you have it by chance and you're in your ten, uh, I'm not sure you should. Just put that out there. Um, but, you know, it's one of those if the game plan becomes like, okay, you need to run away from Malekith. You need to kind of play, you know, hide and seek, kind of like uh, old, kind of how the Web Warriors kind of play, where it's just like, you know, stay away from me. I'm just going to get points uh, and hide, where they're not going to have that real option to be able to push and pull him uh, like they can with other characters because he's size four. Uh, but no, if that can, they can pull him. It's, it's unlimited size, I think. I think their pulls are not maybe not, not the pushes, but the pulls. Uh, Venom's is size four. Gwen's the other one, right? Yeah, there's uh, Venom's is, is not size restrictive, is it? No, it's not. I uh, yeah, by size four, I mean that uh, he can. Oh, I got you. Yeah, yeah, the two the two pulls aren't. So yeah, like the, being able to pull them helps out, uh, but it's just one of those if it becomes a situation where it's like keep away. Uh, having that Bifrost just available as a card that is that exists um, seems seems fun. Yeah, one of those where it's like you can't get away from me. I like I do like it for the uh, the maybe slower characters, but uh, let's let's go on to the other one that's super super exciting. So this is called uh, Midnight Phantasmagoria. It's, yeah, baby. <laughs> it's unaffiliated. 
It's active, and during his activation, Malekith the Accursed may spend three power to play this card. Push all enemy characters within three of Malekith away short. Remove one damage from Malekith for each character pushed this way. Fucking insane this card is. Holy, holy <laughs> shit. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, it's it's absolutely nuts. Push uh, any size within three. Malekith is on a large base, just to remind everybody. So, never mind the fact that he heals from it, which is just... Uh, that's just icing on the cake. But pushing characters within three of him short. It's just... It affects so much of the board... And it's just such a good scenario piece. It I, like it's awesome. This is an awesome card. Yeah, this is your opponent. Uh, uh, if you activate him later in the turn, in the round, uh, and you use this effectively, your opponent basically cannot count on being on any point in uh, in the battlefield. Yep. Like you could get Malekith anywhere, and you can use this. And they're just like, well, my all my people are off of points. Yep, it's, uh, so with Malekith, it it is very apparent that like, clearly he lean, leans toward killing. Uh, all of his stuff points to killing. His leadership points to killing. If you are having a game where your dice is running a little bit cold and you're playing against something that maybe is a little bit more scenario focused, um. Typically, with heavy attrition, you're going to see yourself maybe lagging behind slightly, uh, just depending on play. Uh, in scenario a bit, before you can start to get an attritional advantage in, like, turn three, probably. Uh, sometimes turn two, to really kind of help yourself catch up in the points game. This, if you're doing well in attrition, this alone can help you secure a win just scoring net netting a bunch of points like on something like gamma where malekith can very clearly affect both the back and the middle uh like your opponent's home and the middle gamma and then probably let him score it if he goes last as well as um just kind of helping you if you are down on points and your dice are cold and you need to buy yourself another round, keeping your opponent from scoring to let yourself kind of try to come back in attrition again. It just gives you another round. It's just, it's, it's awesome. It's just so good. What do you think about this, Brad? Like a, a card that has this kind of effect on that character. As someone who's going to be mostly playing against Malekith, not with him. Yep. Uh, the only good thing I have to say about this card is that at least they can only do it once a game. Uh, yeah. That's fair. That is probably the biggest downside on this card is that you can only do it once. You was... mean the biggest upside? No, downside. <laughs> downside. Yeah, what do you think, Brandon? You like it? I mean, I'm sure you like uh, it. Yeah, no, this... Uh, this is If you're playing Malekith, this is the first card you grab when you're creating your five. I don't give a shit about your restricted cards. I don't give a shit about any other cards. The best card you're going to play if he's in your roster. That's point blank, period. I expect this card probably to get restricted. Um, oh, I don't think I'm, so. I am really glad that it is a faction card. So it's you not. can't. It's unaffiliated. It is. That, that one's unaffiliated? It's unaffiliated. Yeah, it's unaffiliated. So you get to it's play crazy. this with him regardless of where you're playing him at. That's, is it that is why. I, the Pentagrams one is, is the Cabal. one that's affiliated? Yeah. 
Oh uh, my god! So the you black buy process cabal and play this card. I don't yeah. think this card. I, I don't think it. that it'll be restricted because I I kind of think it will now. I actually believe this card. I mean, maybe it will. I'm not gonna rule out that it won't. I'll leave myself. No, I, I think I'll it could be. I do. Yeah. I actually would argue this is the best card you can play in the game if you're playing. Is it standard? I don't know what the. Yes, yeah, I, I, I call it standard because of card games. It's uh, it's called standard, Brandon. Oh, well, that's even better. I don't have to learn more words because English is hard. Anyway, I do believe this is the best tactics card in the game that you can play in standard. It's, I mean, it is. Uh, I, I'll 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 say it. Maybe it will. I don't know. Um, because I will. I'll say I'll be surprised if they choose to restrict character, like maybe affiliation cards. I could see it, but restricting character specific cards, I, I really don't even think that they're gonna restrict a lot of like affiliation cards. Like they changed pentagrams slightly, so I could see them doing like an alteration. I don't know that they're gonna restrict affiliation cards, and I don't know that they're gonna restrict character specific cards. I think that they prefer much prefer to shy away from that. However, it should be cabal. It should not be unaffiliated. I that, agree. You think that it, is a, it should, a pretty solid hiccup that they may have overlooked. I think that I can agree with that. I, I will say that if they chose to ever restrict it, which again I don't think that they will, but this effect is just it is just so powerful it is so powerful just give it can i tell a story about the first time i read this card real quick yeah go ahead you go six to midnight oh i was i was laying in bed yep and i I remember when it it it, someone i think i I saw some people talking about it on in our discord channel and i was like well let me let me go let me go check it out conversation was before i didn't i wasn't in the conversation i was like let me let me check it out and I, I remember starting to read it, and I was just like, oh, during his activation, Malachi Curd may spend three power to play this card. And I was like, three power's not bad. And it was like, oh, just push all enemy characters within um, range of Malachi the Accursed away small. I assumed that that range was two. Um, and I was like, oh, that's that's really good. And then I was like, oh, so we, and then we remove a damage from Malachi the Accursed. And that's where I stopped reading. And I was like, oh, so, you know, range two, uh, remove a damage. I was like, that's, that's really good. And then I read it again, and I was like, you know, push all enemy characters within three. I was like, oh, no, that's <laughs> that's really, really good. And then, you know, I stopped again, and, you know, I came back a little bit later because I couldn't stop thinking about it. Uh, and then I, you know, push all enemy characters within three away from, away small, remove one damage from him for each character, push this way. And I was like, holy shit. This might better. be a problem. You're like that. And then uh... I was thinking about then I was thinking about all the lists I want to splash them in, and I was like, man, I wish I could take that card. Yep. <laughs> so I pulled them back up, and sure as shit, because I searched Cabal cards is what happened. I went, I uh, used our um, CerebroMCP.com list builder, and I went to Tactics and I typed in affiliated because I was like, all right, we need you know we need Dark Rain, and I typed in Cabal, and the only thing that popped up was the Black Bifrost, and I was like. Well, what the shit? So I went to affiliated character. I was like, well, maybe for some reason, my first thought was, well, maybe Brad messed up and didn't add that tag yet because it was the same day it came out. I was like, he might have been busy or something because he doesn't make mistakes like that. 
so I typed in affiliated characters and Malekith the Accursed, you know, came up. <laughs> and I just looked at it and said unaffiliated. I was like, that's busted. That's... I've played a lot of card games. Um, I've seen a lot of cards come out that I'm just like, oh, that's, they messed up. This is one of those instances where you read this. If you read it line by line and comprehend everything it's saying, you can do this on turn one. Like, you can move charge. If you get three damage, now all of a sudden you can push everybody. If you're playing an E, if you're on the center, you can push people on all three points away. Yep. Which is just insane. You like that meme with Wolverine who's like in the bed looking at the picture and then it shows what he's looking at and it's like you touching the Midnight they... Phantasmagoria card. <laughs> they dropped a lot of info for that the new series today for the X-Men 97. Oh uh, yeah? Series, yeah. It's looking pretty cool. Also the art on that is fantastic. On Midnight Phantasmagoria. Wow. Phantasmagoria. I I can't even say it right. I'm just I'm just can't. I'm just so hot and bothered by it. Uh, the <laughs> yeah, art no, is absolutely beautiful good. as well. Carl Kirsch Kirsch. Carl Kirschel. A plus work. Yeah. I don't know why I, I used. I thought that was an explanation point. Uh, well, a plus, buddy. A plus. Yeah, that tactics card is. Uh, it's absolutely. It's absolutely insane. So. Everything about Malekith is shaping up to be really good. So. Uh, but yeah, let's quickly, uh, move on to, uh, let these guys kind of talk about what rosters they're planning for Malekith. Uh, and then we'll kind of wrap up the episode with some comic recommendations as well as Fred's non sequitur. So I'm just going to make a suggestion that you don't do, and that's play him with Dormammu because that's too many points and it doesn't work out. So just play him period. You'll be fine. Uh, I'm assuming, do you have anything, Brad? Or is it just play him in Cabal? I do not have anything. Alright, so we'll let Fred and Brandon take the stage He is here. the best Cabal leader that you can have, period. So, <laughs> Alright, go ahead, Fred. Okay, so I'm going to pull a Brad here, and I'm going to say play him in Cabal. Oh shit, he did uh, it. Because I want to use that affiliation. Well, yeah, but I have actually, like, I have a thought. I have <laughs> yeah, a, yeah, I just with you. I have, a, I have a roster here. So, uh, I want to use that affiliation. And, and do you know what my first thought of that affiliation is? What's that? I, I want to use it to help Crossbones. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Damn, my boy crossbow. coming in. Yeah, oh, my yeah. God. I'm muting so, everything. Uh, so I'm going to have, uh, in this in this roster, I'm going to have Sin and Crossbones. And uh, I'm also splashing in a little bit of Brotherhood, as in I'm bringing Magneto as well, who is also technically Cabal. Uh, and so you can play with, uh, with, the, with the roster that I've built here, you can play either a Malekith list with a really strong, uh, uh, cabal group. You could play Magneto playing the brotherhood, or you can mix and match. And if you really, in a really high point game, you can bring Malekith and Magneto uh and then toss in a bunch of twos for for flavor i like that you're i mean mag uh magneto and malekith both are gonna get dazes and ko's like nobody's business like magneto is one of the killiest characters in the game and i like that you can really use the leadership in that roster to facilitate 
like giving a Magneto a short move to put him in place of like somebody like throws or put somebody within range three so he can start attacking him. That's awesome. So yeah, that's and my you're, like you're Magneto's playing bullseye on that list, right? Yes. Yeah, bullseye's there. Absolutely. Uh, but uh, ma- giving Magneto easy access to a short move uh, is really helpful for Magneto. And I think that this, I think that that is, aside from being 13 points for two models, I think that that's a really strong combo. Absolutely. That's me. I'm done. If you, if you, do you have Gamma in your list? Yes. Good. So one hundred percent. What are you talking about? I know. Again, listen, I know. I, I I'm asking questions. I know the answer to for a spread. <laughs> all right. I, if you come up to a table that's really dense with like terrain and stuff, and you can just put out Malekith, Magneto, Bullseye at fifteen. Mm-hmm. Chef's kiss. All right. It's it's gorgeous. Um, we had talked about some lists. Um, in the Discord, so I kind of kept this one a little bit off to the side because I, I think it's I think it's solid. Um, I don't know a whole lot about this uh, affiliation, so um, it might be a little left field for me um, because I've most of the lists I have played and have built for Malekith are very centric on. Cabal, my Cabal list is basically seven Cabal models, three tech pieces, and a Hulk, or six Cabal models, three tech pieces, and a Hulk. Um, because on Gamma, playing Hulk, Malekith, and Bullseye is something I don't believe anybody would ever want to play against. And I'm pretty sure I just gave like Brad just an aneurysm just to think about that idea. Um, my list that I have for Malekith that I brought on the podcast is called Guardians of the Ten Realms. I believe Malekith is really, really good with Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. Uh, I don't think it's any weird thing. You just play your base Guardians, and then you can play uh, Malekith. And it, Guardians have always kind of had that. They've A lot of Guardians lists have had like Thanos in the past. Um, where they have a lot of twos and threes that are affiliated, it makes that seven less awkward. Um, every time I build a list, I I, I think the two best three-point models with Malekith that you can bring are Scourge and Zemo, and then you want a Bullseye or a two-point model. Um, that seven does get awkward when you're constructing lists. Um, it kind of makes you have to be really in depth on your the numbers you have because you want to make sure you're not pinned into playing a specific model or playing a point down. Um, but that guardians kind of cure that issue where they have so many playable twos and threes. Uh, the four is kind of the tricky spot, but then you can play like if you need a four, you just play two twos, um, so forth and so on. The list does. I do play three twos in the list. Um, Nebula uh, and Rocket, obviously, and then a Koye, uh, because Koye is still really, really good. Um, but Guardians do what Malekith wants to do, and that's kill stuff. They love to shoot stuff. They love to get those intricate amounts of damage. They give, um, they can give out conditions. 
And he loves and, the winging it. He he loves yeah. it. Yeah, and then you get winging it tokens, and it's just uh. I think it's fun. I think if you're a Guardians player, um, I think you most Guardians players usually have a flex spot there at the end of their roster. Um, I think Malekith is a perfect addition to that. Just for the fact that I think people are going to get scared seeing him in the list. It's kind of like the Thanos feature. Like You can just throw Thanos in a list and people are going to be like, oh god, I don't want to play against Thanos. And now that's in their brain. They're thinking about it. They're going to make they're going to make decisions based on that idea. You might not ever even have to play Malekith, but if you can squeak out a win because they think you're going to take Malekith, you're in a good spot. Or it's just kind of, you get to play some mind games as well. Also, if you put them on the table, he's, he's absolutely great. So like, you're not going to lose or have a negative because you decided to put them on the table. All right. Well, two very good suggestions uh both a good cabal roster as well as guardians of the galaxy yeah i mean they always love playing a thicker piece with them because being able to go five wide and also have like a massive piece is always hard to deal with so well uh let's rotate over to comic recommendations so what do you have for us this week brad uh i wanted to make sure that i pick something where he had the tiger so um I found... What's, what's the tiger's name? I don't know. Ah. Hold on. I'll find that. So, um... He... Most of his... Time as a character, he's not had that. That's a recent addition. And so I'm going to recommend the first story where he has the tiger... And it is uh, Thor, God of Thunder, 12 through 18. Um, that's what's collected in the like trade paperback. So I don't know if 100% of that's part of the story, but it's not that many issues. The storyline's called The Accursed. It's by Jason Aaron and Rob Garney, and there's some other artists sprinkled in there. Um, but... Malekith comes back and he has a flying tiger now. Uh, plus Thor finds new allies to aid him. A dark elf sorceress, a gun-toting light elf, a gar- uh, gargantuan mountain giant, and a dwarf who loves dynamite. <laughs> uh, so that sounds like fun. I've not read this story, but that does it does like sound fun. like fun. I can get behind that. That does seem pretty cool. And Thor comics are usually pretty good. They're usually pretty good reads. All right. Well, do you find the name of the tiger yet? Uh, we'll, we'll come back to you. We'll give you a little bit more time. Yeah, okay. So for our final segment, we have uh, Fred's non-sequitur recommendations. So what do you have for us this week, Fred? Uh, so this week, what I brought for everybody is that you should play the Elder Scrolls series of video games. Uh, Specifically, uh, the reason why it's the full series is because the one that that is still, you know, remotely playable is Skyrim. But the one that is most relevant is the Elder Scrolls III Morrowind. So uh, in Morrowind, a little bit of backstory, uh, that is the homeland of the Dark Elves. In the, in the universe of, of the Elder Scrolls. And uh, it is also probably the video game that I have sunk the most time in in my life. I, I, I play, it came out when I was in high school, 
and I had nothing but time. <laughs> so I did nothing but play that game for a while. <laughs> and that was, uh, it's, it, it, it's like I said, uh, probably one of my favorite games of all time. And is also essentially just like unplayable dog shit now. <laughs> it, 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 it's very hard. Like I've tried picking it up relatively recently and I was like, holy shit, how did I play this? <laughs> uh, but those games are excellent and worth playing no matter where, no matter what time frame there, no matter how your gaming proficiency has developed. Uh, that is my recommendation and I'm keeping it short today. All right. Thank you, Fred. All right, Brad, last chance. I haven't found it yet. So. All right, we'll save it for next time. Also can't find it, so he may not have, Maybe a, name. have a name. Or if you know the name, you place it in our comment section. Yeah, leave, leave us a comment. Yeah. And uh, while you're doing that, leave us a like and subscribe, too. Go ahead, do it. Well, that uh, wraps us up for this Ooh. week. Thank you very much for joining us, guys. Hope you enjoyed this coverage of Malekith, as well as all the stuff from Mini Stravaganza. Uh, be looking out next week for more of the stuff that they have uh, released the full cards to. So we, we have several uh, that they've released by now. So be going over those in the coming weeks. So stay tuned, and thanks again. Bye, guys. Yeah, thanks. Goodbye. <laughs>